0: Hello, everyone.
1: Welcome to the show. You're listening to The Wow Pod. I'm Betsy.
0: And I'm Jared.
1: And tonight is another true crime. Yeah. This one's right up our alley, though.
0: The listeners have spoken and...
1: uh, (laughs) You guys love true crime. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yes. I love true crime.
0: Uh, You know, I do, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a morbid fascination.
0: I... Most of... Well... Most of the podcasts I listen to tend to be kind of true crime centric. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So tonight...
0: What's up, Jackson?
1: We're going to talk about Issei Sagawa. Yes. Uh, Try spelling that on your own.
0: (laughs) And I will let you know, I, I have heard of this in the past, but I know nothing about this story, which is the way I like it. I like to we should just call this uh,
1: surprise.
0: (laughs) Jared gets to hear the show along with everyone else.
1: That's right. That's right. So myself, like many others have this like fascination, this kind of morbid curiosity, so to speak about the inner workings of the mind of a serial killer Mm -hmm. or killers. Um, I, I find myself watching lots of like, documentaries um, and these psychological reviews about people who kill. I think it's because it's so different than than the way I view the world around me.
0: And also your... uh Let's just be honest. You're (laughs) a lady and ladies love this stuff. I don't, that is one thing that'd be a psychological show as to why true crime has, um, like unfettered love.
1: Okay. So I have a working theory. Uh, huh. um, I watch shows and then I feel better about my life. Could so, be. so I like watch true crime. And I'm like, I ain't got it that bad. Like, it's not that, it's not that bad. Yeah. Look at me. Got all my limbs. Nobody yeah. tried to eat me today.
0: No one climbed through the window.
1: No one climbed through the window. I mean, it's not that bad. I watch hoarders and I'm like, look at my house. I'm <laughs> killing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that's my working theory. There's probably more to it,
0: but there might be. And it might just be the excitement factor.
1: Yeah, the suspense. The I find myself reading a lot of suspenseful novels as well.
0: Like like a, a roller coaster. Yeah. You know, it adds a, a safe but scary excitement. And watching scary, uh, you know, home invasion movies and all that offers that excitement, but it's safe.
1: But it's safe. Yeah. Perhaps. So... In the case of Issei Sagawa, like many other killers, serial killers, demented individuals, there's this entire range of circumstances that contribute to both the disposition and the consequences of that disposition. Um, And we're going to first talk about some of those with Issei. Okay. So who is he? He's somewhat of a notorious serial killer these days. And I, serial killers are loosely used. Um, but we know of one person he's killed. He's got this claim to fame. That there were others. I don't know. You tell me as you listen to the story if you think he's capable. So he comes from this relatively humble beginning born April 26, 1947 in the city of Hyogo prefecture, Japan. So, it's claimed that he was born premature and that he was so small, so tiny that he could fit into the palm of his father's hand. Mm. And as we know, these premature births can bring a whole host of like physical abnormalities and developmental difficulties. Um it's reported that one of those developmental disabilities is this enteritis it's a it affects your small intestine and the way that you process food and he had to have this treated um with this really long series of injections the other one is his small small stature so he was four foot 11 90 something pounds little guy really really little guy And they attribute that both to his heritage, his parents weren't very tall, Mm -hmm. as well as his premature birth. Mm -hmm. So in his formative years, he's said to have been something of a bookworm. Um, It's also said that he suffered quite a bit of bullying because of his size and his stature. So he kind of withdrew into his books. He... He followed this passion, um, well into his twenties, and studied and obtained a master's degree in literature.
0: So, so he, he was uh,
1: excellent to be a librarian. He'd have been the perfect librarian.
0: How? Uh, so he could have managed all the cooking books.
1: <laughs> Gross. So, Given a little bit away as we travel through this, but in his late twenties, he also sought to further his education, and he um, obtained his doctorate in literature in Paris. So he was in um, Japan, got his uh, master's, and then he got his doctor's doctorate uh, by attending a school in Paris called Sorbonne. Mm -hmm. So, he says that it wasn't until his 20s that he began to act on his cannibalistic urges. Although, he also goes on to say that the very first time he had an impulse to consume human flesh was when he was seven years old.
0: So, it kicked off young for him.
1: Seven. And here's what he goes on to say because he writes prolific prolifically. He's got tons of novels. Really? Yeah. But he says that he saw a male thigh, like short running shorts, I don't know. And that this was the first time that he thought, I need to consume that. So like something in his brain. Mm. Now it is also said in some of his writings that he um, he did things with the family pet when he was really young.
0: It did things. I don't like the way you things. say that.
1: Um and this is his in his own writing.
0: I, I'm I
1: Yes. What does that mean? <laughs> you know what that means. But the very first time he had the impulse to consume human flesh was when he was seven years old. He stated that while he was getting his doctorate in Paris, he would often hire sex workers and then he would attempt to shoot them and then consume their flesh. His idea was that he would hire them, get them home. He had the weapon but he just couldn't bring himself to do it. Is it okay if I'm still a little strung up on (laughs) the dog thing The did things to the family (laughs) pet?
0: So he was, he was, he was checking off all the taboos.
1: He, he kind of was.
0: So at seven years old, he starts thinking to himself, you know, looking around the world, like as a little kid, like that's a little kid. And he's thinking, so young. And he's thinking to himself, "I wonder how that person would taste."
1: He wanted them to become a part of him. We hear this with really? Dahmer and many other cannibals that they feel like by consuming them that they will become a part of them,
0: like they'll gain their strength or.
1: I don't know. don't know. So, according to Sagawa, he hires these sex workers. He makes all of these failed attempts to end their lives and consume their flesh. He gets this thought in his idea that it's because he has talked to them and communicated with them that that's the reason he can't go through with it. So,
0: so he's again, obviously, the family pet he wasn't trying to become a part of.
1: No, he wasn't trying to eat the family pet,
0: maybe the beast with two backs.
1: Yes, <sighs> yes, and but. and he put this in his own novel. This is not something that was interjected by anyone else. Mm. So based on this theory that because he's talked to them, they've seen his face, there's this connection, he feels like this is what's holding him back. So he starts kind of lurking around the streets of Paris while he's obtaining his doctorate in literature, and he sees this German woman walking, and he... Follows her home. He says it's just this curiosity. He just wants to see. What she does. When she's home. And he watches through her window. She's in various states. Of undress. And he says he gets this. Urge that he wants to. Bite her butt. And the. <laughs> the. The urge is So consuming, that he sits in the street, in the dark, in the cold, until this woman goes to bed and falls to sleep. And then, being of such small stature, he just wriggles up, climbs through the window, enters her bedroom. Ladies, I'm going to take this moment to um, remind you if you're on a ground floor, um, lock bedroom window you just never know like if your butt looks delicious or not so
0: this will be a lot of bum sleeping person bum touchers that we've come across
1: it's a whole thing there's a whole segment
0: do they have a support group like (laughs) do they hand hand out coins
1: like one year of, of sobriety I don't know I don't know So, he crawls into this window, but he hadn't really thought beyond that.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: First of all, he doesn't have a weapon. Mm -hmm. Um, So, she's asleep, and he starts looking around her room, trying not to make a ton of noise, and finds this blue umbrella. (laughs) And he says he's thinking this through in his head. Like, if he just leans over... And takes a bite. She's going to wake up.
0: Okay. Uh, As you would think. Go on.
1: So he's going to use this umbrella. (laughs) To.
0: Tickle her, nose (laughs) and bite.
1: To bludgeon her and knock her out.
0: (laughs) With an umbrella?
1: And he's four foot eleven. So. I mean, perhaps an umbrella is a, a good weapon in the hands of. A giant. I don't I don't know. I don't know. But
0: umbrellas have all that fabric on the And outside flex
1: and they've got the little that would wires make it inside. Soft. Yeah. That
0: would soften Okay, okay, go on.
1: So he attempts to knock her out with this umbrella, to which she wakes up and she clobbers him.
0: And, well, she wakes up, average sized woman, towers over him.
1: Yes. So she clobbers him, he he, he gets arrested. Mm-hmm. And he's charged with attempted rape.
0: Uh, uh, d- yeah.
1: Now he doesn't at this time come completely forthright and say, "Well, I wasn't trying to rape her; I just wanted to bite her
0: butt." Look, um,
1: he keeps that mum's the word. Hold, hold on, hold Zip on. Zip it, lock it.
0: As awful as the the. rape is which is awful would saying I'm a cannibal would that be a little worse maybe I don't
1: mm. Mm mmm the scales I I don't know
0: like if you went before a judge and said I wanted to eat that person
1: listen I wasn't going to sexually assault her I just wanted to taste her I just wanted to eat I just wanted a little nibble I was just gonna chew on the left cheek (laughs) So keep that left cheek thought in your mind.
0: Oh, here we go. This is going to get good.
1: So he gets arrested. Uh He gets thrown in jail Uh while he's awaiting trial. Uh Uh-huh. His father, who at the time was the president of the largest water treatment plant in Japan, Uh his grandfather... Was the established editor for one of, the four, one of the four largest newspapers in Japan. His family's wealth is beyond compare. Mm-hmm. They reach out to the woman and they pay her an undisclosed amount of money to drop the charges.
0: Betsy, some guy breaks in to bite your bum.
1: Ooh. What What's does that price? cost? What does that cost? What does that cost?
0: What's your price? Okay. If Mm. you're a bum biter, turn off now. We don't, you don't need to hear this.
1: Um, that's a hard one because I have often said everyone's got a price and there, I would do some sketchy shit for a million bucks.
0: Oh, oh, easy, easy. Cannibal is getting away with attempted cannibalism for a million. Easy.
1: So we're talking a, an extremely heinous act, but an extremely wealthy family who mm. wants to save this dishonor. I would imagine that um, the figure was high. See, for me,
0: this is for me.
1: Like if. 100 bucks? Cold bill. (laughs) (laughs) Left cheek. In in nickels.
0: Um, (laughs) Seriously, like an annual, a year's wage, and I would probably be able to turn a blind eye to anything.
1: That's the thing I'm saying. Uh, So I know that this comes up a lot in conversation. Like, I "I can't can't believe they were bought. Think about it just for a moment. Yeah. How are you not bought? So... Parents, grandparents come together. They save this immeasurable dishonor mm-hmm. from being brought upon the family name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they pay her off. She drops the charges. Now,
0: this was a German lady that was living in France. In
1: Paris. Yep. Okay. So she drops the charges and he's cut loose. Mm-hmm. So he goes on to say that... That did not dissuade him.
0: You'd have thought his folks would have at least said, okay, you're coming back to Japan with
1: us.
0: (sighs) Or did he not tell his folks? He might have lied to his folks and said...
1: I think with that kind of wealth and power, they were able to see exactly what he was charged with. And they had to speak directly with this woman. What he was charged with was... Totally different than what he was doing. Yeah.
0: Like... Let's say your beloved son, you love him dearly, but he wants to eat a person. What are you doing? (sighs) You know, the movies where you shackle a kid under the stairs to the wall and you go down there and throw a plate of food at him every once in a while. That might be where I would go with it. Yeah. Because I mean.
1: You would feel some. You would feel somewhat responsible for his behavior, no matter what his upbringing was. Yeah. Like, I if you're hosting parties where you're eating people, fine. <laughs> but if you're not, you that? would still feel responsible. What like was that cannibal? Marina Abramovic.
0: What was that cannibal club in L.A.? Yeah, the cannibal. club. Where they had the placenta, placenta lasagna. Disgusting.
1: <laughs> mm. You can will your body to them. <laughs>
0: hey, I'm still for sale, guys.
1: I. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> but that's upon my death.
0: Upon my death, a million bucks. And I would, honestly, I've already told the boy, do whatever's cheapest. Yeah. I'm already gone. Yeah. You know? Uh. Unless the option is to shoot me into outer space, then do that. Unless it's know, out of reach. You right?
1: become the next panspermia. Seriously. Your parts and pieces Seriously. come together on another planet.
0: And if they've got a, a trebuchet option, that's the way I want to go.
1: That sound. Whoosh. Imagine <laughs> that. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> oh, okay. Okay. Go on. So, so he gets away with.
1: He gets away with it. <laughs> attempted,
0: attempted butt chewing. <laughs>
1: This is what I'm saying. At this point, he didn't want to kill this lady. He wanted to bludgeon her and bite her butt.
0: He wanted to nibble.
1: He goes on about his life. Uh-huh. He goes on about his life. Uh-huh. And he apparently continues... To make all of these like failed attempts at killing sex workers. Now, this is in his words. Maybe he killed lots. I don't know though because so
0: failed attempts. Now it sounds to me more like he had chicken out attempts.
1: Chicken out attempts. Yes, it's not A like he failed was-
0: attempt is like he
1: shoots
0: and- at him yeah. and then he's got to do drywall work the next day.
1: <laughs> no, no, like he chickens out.
0: So he he gets close enough, but for whatever reason, he opts not to. Correct. This literary uh, doctor.
1: Seriously,
0: what was his degree again?
1: He had a doctorate in literature.
0: How does that work, people? I don't know. A doctorate in literature. You just read like, a
1: lot. You basically have one.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like,
1: if you you just book hours.
0: <laughs> this is a page.
1: <laughs> mm. So, due to this lack of consequences, uh-huh. he says that he continues to escalate in his attempts. And, in
0: his chicken outs. In
1: his chicken outs. And at the age of... Chicken
0: and out is good in this case, folks. Yes.
1: At the age of 32, he meets this lady named Renee. Renee Hartfeldt is of German descent as well. He had this thing with
0: He liked the Frau Lines.
1: Yeah. I don't know. He had this thing with the a particular stature, tall and you know brawny and <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But
0: Betsy, it's simple math. <laughs> he's he's after the kings, the monarchs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he he doesn't want to go hungry. So that is bad to say. Folks, she's right? a fellow.
1: She's a fellow <laughs> classmate of his.
0: Oh, she's another literary doctor. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And he befriends her, so mm-hmm. they meet at the school, have coffee a couple of times. And I
0: imagine with him being four eleven,
1: she really thought that they and, were just like friend zone, not and, like and, well, not just zone. that,
0: but a a foreigner, Asian. You know, yes, they're usually quite. uh, how do I say it? They're they're quite they're quiet and subdued and thoughtful generally. Not that I mean to stereotype all Asians. Some of y'all might be buttholes, but <laughs> Bavern's <laughs> ones I've met weren't so they're he, nice. He probably came across very Meek. Non threatening.
1: Yes. So she apparently comes back to his apartment on several occasions and he said the first time she came over, he was just kind of feeling it out. The second time she so. came over.
0: Have he, you ever dreamed about being nibbled on?
1: <laughs> the second time she came over, the circle of life. <laughs> he said he had this loaded 22. Uh huh. And he kept going back to the room and kind of making a decision whether Fondling he could it, do it. Yeah.
0: You know, doing the old <laughs> <laughs> hi Sabrina to aim, <laughs> aiming it at that picture of Aunt. Nessie on the water. And yeah. The other ladies. Yeah.
1: Put your hands up. I don't know. The third or fourth time she comes over to his house, they've kind of built this. So like he's,
0: he's, he's like building up to it. Like, he's, yes, I, I imagine every time he sets up a, a dinner date, a, a friend dinner date, he, he just thinks and, now's the time. This yelling at himself in the mirror. You're going to do this. You, you do this. And, and it's not happening
1: yeah so the third or fourth time she comes over, mm-hmm. he gives her this poem that's written in german and and the pretense is that he would like her to I, translate
0: I want to hear a german poem
1: <laughs> Sorry, i want to brother. hear particularly it angry
0: particularly a very sultry love poem in you need, german
1: you need to get your AI
0: oh. to
1: create you one and then run it through Google speak oh, and no. have Google speak, read it to you.
0: Yeah. Cause I imagine a German poem is, it is yeah. either you're falling, it, you know, you recognize or, or you're thinking they're calling for some, uh, Levin's
1: room. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So conveniently, she agrees to, not conveniently for her, (laughs) she agrees to translate this poem and she does so, he says, with her back to him.
0: So... So like she takes a poem and she she turns around to maybe study it for a second, mm -hmm. maybe get a feel for the literary major check the spelling real quick. I imagine as a literary major, you carry a red pen, marker, or pencil. With Absolutely. You
1: all In a pocket protector.
0: I'm telling, they break it out and they just start. They probably, once you get to that point, you probably can't read a book for the enjoyment of the book. Yeah. Like you've got to pick it apart.
1: It ruins it.
0: <sighs> Double spaced again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she turns around, and he 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 builds up enough courage, mm-hmm. and he shoots her with this twenty-two in the neck, mm. claiming.
0: I bet it doesn't kill her.
1: Claiming that it killed her instantaneously.
0: A twenty-two.
1: I I'm just saying. Where
0: the now, if it if it pierced the jugular. It wouldn't be instantaneous, but it'd be, be close. It'd be, be fast. you know
1: thirty, sixty seconds.
0: Yeah, minute, you know, at the most. But
1: he wouldn't know. If
0: she doesn't cover it, I mean if she covers it. Uh,
1: but he wouldn't know. See, this is where the story dives because the second he shoots her, sees a little blood, passes out. <laughs> 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 right off the, <laughs> just whack. He says he just flat out passed out. Might be like <laughs> flailing around the house. He wouldn't know. He is the worst cannibal. <laughs> so it gets worse. Oh. So he says he comes to. This mm-hmm. is all in his own writing. He says he comes to. And he sees her corpse and he gathers himself and he realizes that, that this is his time. He can actually follow through. Now he, he first starts,
0: it's got like carpet imprint still on his face and some drool running down his cheek,
1: he first starts with her right butt cheek because of the passing out he thinks it'll have less blood than the left based on the heart location okay so he he dives on so he
0: thinks the lividity will okay
1: he, he dives on and starts to chew on <laughs> he her butt. He just goes right for it. He doesn't <laughs> He doesn't get any utensils. He. It
0: gets worse. We've learned this. That Mewis, Mewis so, guy, <laughs> I mean, he tried whittling through <laughs> some stuff, and he's like grinding his teeth back and forth, and you can't do it.
1: So this is what he figures out about 10 or 15 minutes later, that he cannot chew a piece off. <laughs> his
0: jaw's all sore like he threw a whole pack of Hubba Bubba in there. <laughs>
1: So he gives up trying to chew it off and he gets like a fruit paring knife. <laughs> he can't make this up. And so he starts to use it, but he finds that it's it's hard. Like it's really hard. So he leaves. And he goes to a super center, similar to a Walmart, but something different. Yeah. And he buys... Uh, Ooh La La Mart. Yeah.
0: It's in France.
1: And he buys this curved meat knife. Mm-hmm. Gets home, and it that starts to work.
0: Yeah, a paring knife is... Good. <laughs>
1: so, he starts sampling. <laughs> like, the The box, raw meat? Yeah, so he's eating it like sashimi. He's cutting pieces off. He's like experimenting.
0: One thing we forgot to throw out. Uh, The area he is from, like the particular town, is called Kobe.
1: Yes. Okay, go on. Yes. So he starts taking parts of her Mm -hmm. from all over.
0: Just sampling cheek Uh, tongue there's no
1: meat on the cheek her bicep her breasts her butt and in his memoirs he describes the the meat from all of these places
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as you do
1: so he takes several bags of these uh-huh. freezes them in the freezer and she's still in his apartment just like just like still in his apartment
0: just gonna start how long
1: so he goes to bed uh-huh now he wakes up the next day and continues he says he wakes up and he kind of smells to see if the meat is rotting and he's he's just ecstatic that he has another day to experiment with this. And so he does for a second day, just kind of picking around and and all of these things. Now, he goes to bed that night and wakes up the next day and he said that there's this odor. So he takes this little hooked knife mm-hmm. and the guy's like 90 pounds. Mm-hmm. He realizes very quickly that he needs to find a way to move her. Mm-hmm. So he's he he had taken these lessons on how to cut apart meat.
0: How to process.
1: Yes. So apparently not very well because he tries to use this hooked meat knife to process. And he said he just worked and worked and could not. He just couldn't get this meat processed. Mm -hmm. And he knows it's gone bad now. Mm -hmm. So it's all got to go out. So he leaves again. This time he gets a turkey carving knife. One of those. (laughs) The electric.
0: (laughs) From the 60s. So the handle is.
1: (laughs) So he comes back. and
0: Like a. Big around as a tuna can. and
1: <laughs> So he comes back. <laughs> looks into the wall. And he says with a lot of work, uh-huh. he gets her into pieces. Uh-huh. Then he gets this idea that he's going to put her in two big luggages. So he does. He fits her in Tetris and puzzle style.
0: Let's say she's average weight for the six, you know, let's just say 135 pounds and he's picked off maybe eight pounds with this paring knife uh, in the freezer. So he's yeah. he's looking at he's each one of weighing 70 pounds.
1: Approximately 70 to 80 pounds is what each one of these weighs. So he does. And then he calls for a cab. Now <laughs> He lugs these giant suitcases down to meet the cabbie. Uh And the cabbie is on record when they interview him later as saying, I made a bad joke and was like, what you got in here, dead person? (laughs) The cabbie says that these bags were so heavy and this little japanese guy's just wrestling them down to the car dragging
0: them it's
1: all of his weight <laughs> wrestling him down <laughs> to the car that the cabbie gets out and helps him load them into the trunk oh Issei has this brilliant idea he's going to go to this park in paris uh-huh. now it's like 11 11:30 at night however it's paris and this is one of the most visited parks Uh uh-huh it's got these big seating areas it's got several lakes it's got trails and he takes these two suitcases to the park tons of people are there tons of people are there so the cabbie helps him unload it and he's like God, what what do you got in here? A dead body? And Issei says, no, 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 it's full of books. I'm a literature major. (laughs) So the cabbie just is like, okay, whatever. Issei then walks about a quarter of a mile, just lumping these giant suitcases.
0: (laughs) Dragging them both at the same time?
1: Dragging them both. Moving one, going back for the other one. Moving it, going back for the other one. He takes them down to... This giant lake that's in the middle. Uh-huh. And he gets on all fours. Tons of people are watching him do this. He's at like the the <laughs> park. <laughs> people are out there
0: doing the old floaty where the yeah. <laughs> the husband <laughs> rose and, and the lady with the umbrella.
1: <laughs> Seriously. And people report that he's on all fours just pushing these into the lake. Uh-huh. And a guy walks over and is like, what are you doing? And Issei pushes the last one into the lake. And the guy's like, what is in that? And Issei just walks off, nonchalantly just walks off.
0: Just ignores him. Yep. I don't know whether... The
1: guy unzips it. Issei's
0: 10 yards away. So the guy drags it back out.
1: It's not even all the way... Issei can't even get him in the water all the way. They're just at the the edge. Yes. (laughs) The guy unzips it and he yells, murderer, murderer. Uh-huh. And so people start looking and they're just like, okay, he's about four foot nothing. He he's probably 90 pounds, they, little Japanese guy. From
0: a distance, you'd probably think he was a child.
1: Yeah. So people are noticing him and he just keeps walking, walks all the way back to his apartment. Mm-hmm. The police show up. They do find that it, in fact, has two suitcases, and it's a body between the two suitcases. So they start interviewing everybody at the park. And one person says, I think he got here by a cab. So they call the cab companies, and they say, we want to know if any of your cab companies picked up a guy, small Japanese, with two heavy suitcases. And the cabbie's like, uh... I did. I actually joked that there might be a dead body inside. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that didn't age well. So the cabbie's like, I'll take you right to where I picked him up at. So they find him the very next day. The very next day. And he goes to jail for um, cannibalism, murder, all of these things. They stick it to him. And he's imprisoned while he awaits his trial. Mm-hmm. So this lasted about two years. Then his father is able to step in yet again, knowing like his, his dad's got to know all the things.
0: Wealthy people get away with stuff though.
1: Two years is all he spent in jail. His father uses his wealth to have Issei released from prison and declared insane transported back to Japan and put in a mental institution
0: There's a little bit of an
1: argument there though I would agree he is However, I still
0: think that <laughs>
1: So he gets to Japan Uh-huh he's in an institution for 2 months
0: Ooh well no time served
1: Uh-huh The Japanese are begging The authorities in Paris to give them the information so they can try Issei in Japan. No, really, we give you nothing.
0: Them little mustaches. So why why couldn't they have the Germans get the information because he killed a German girl?
1: Japan says we ain't got nothing to hold him, and they released him. So Issei spent two years and approximately two months behind bars and in an institution before he was just cut loose. Then, people want to get to know him. They are just fascinated by his story. And he doesn't even try to hide it. He uses his real name he does a ton of interviews. He's kind of becomes like this playboy. What
0: are you doing? Well when I look at the pictures of him on the internet um, he he likes to take creepy pictures. He likes to have creepy pictures out there of him.
1: Worse yet, Issei has a brother. Uh-huh. Iei's brother's interviews and commentary are... Like nothing I've ever heard before. Because he's basically saying, you think he's bad? You should see what I think about. You should spend 10 minutes inside so my brain. So is his
0: brother, do you think his brother's just trying to gain a market? I or, don't know. Or do you think his brother's a cookie also too? Also
1: a creepy cannibal. I don't know. So he goes on to try and use his literary background... Uh And his uh, proclivities to find employment. And he starts doing restaurant reviews. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) And that's short-lived because he's he's just so well-known. They call him the Kobe cannibal killer. And he just... He's just so well known that he has this entourage of people following him. So he has a really hard time finding reputable work. So he starts writing novels and doing these like low budget documentaries. There was one documentary, they've pulled it. I can't find it, but I did read some of the transcript where in this documentary, it's an Australian documentary. In this documentary, he walks the interviewer through everything. Like, they stage an apartment. He shows them where he cut. So, like, he shows them how he prepared it. Like, disgusting.
0: So, he does like a play-by-play for Yep. this Aussie guy.
1: Yeah. And he writes a bunch of novels, like, in his own words... This is who I am this is what I did they're all in Japanese of course so if you do look for some of his novels you can find them but you have to use some translation and from what I understand it's a little choppy they have the done any
0: into English though huh? no now I wonder uh, I wonder how much he's embellishing and trying to make himself look better or do you think he's leaning into the Like he might be embellishing the other way too. Then again, he's right now. I saw blood passed out, you know?
1: Yeah. Here's what I don't understand.
0: Dumbest doctor ever.
1: He comes from this family of great wealth Uh. where if he just was like following that trajectory, he could follow right in the footsteps. I mean, his grandpa was an editor. He's got a doctorate in literature he could have, had he not eaten a person, followed right in those footsteps and kind of kept that family lineage going, mm. but he doesn't. And so he ends up destitute. Really? Score one for the home team. He writes all of these novels. He kind of has his day in the sunlight. And then he ends up destitute. These um, people...
0: Where did all his, did all his family money they scrouched. cut him off. Oh, they cut him off. They got him. What into about the, the men's other psych, psycho brother?
1: I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what happened to him. Mm. So, eventually, he gets um, really, really sick. He's diagnosed with a cerebral infarction. It's it's a disease that causes brain tissues to slowly die off.
0: Sounds like a little bit of them tannins coming. Sounds like some
1: prions you've been gobbling up there, Isai. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and he's unable to live independently and dies of pneumonia. Get this, November twenty fourth, twenty twenty
0: two. Last year. This Uh, quiet.
1: This Kobe cannibal died last year.
0: I feel terrible for the girl that got sucked in thinking she just found a friend who's, you know, a doctor in literary, literary, they're like,
1: yeah, literature. Yeah. They're like twin spirits and they love the same things. And he's clearly, you know, I mean, he's
0: downloading or he's gathering poems in German yeah. She's probably think she's found like the best friend ever. Yeah. And all he wants to do.
1: Is eat her butt. Is eat a butt. It's a whole, that's the whole drive. Just bite that butt. Mm. So, um, I don't want it on my search history, but if someone wants to search out, if there's a support group for <laughs> butt biters anonymous, um, <laughs> uh, let us know. Let us know, Katie says. Anyone can be bought for for the right price. That is what I'm saying, that's and I fact. believe that's what's wrong with politics. I I don't know if you go into politics with like these great intentions and you're going to save the world and make great laws and and do all the right things, and then the lobbyists step in and they're like million dollars all you got to do is sign this yeah just sign it million dollars yeah and then that starts the snowball the domino where your morals are just out the window because a million dollars changes a lot
0: well the thing is is if damage was done to me like someone hurt me gosh the the bad thing about that is yeah i would you know pay me off it's not like our justice system's going to make me whole pay me off but then they end up out where they can do it to someone
1: else that's the moral dilemma
0: like he did now imagine
1: even though uh- I would argue that even if she, and she probably thought this through, that attempted rape is not going to get him a long time anyway. And he's going to yeah, be especially out especially anyway. back then. So she may as well get something out of this so that she can move from the place where the and guy move, tried to debug And move her on
0: with life.
1: And move on with life. Yeah. And who knows? It could have been five or 10 million that they paid her.
0: Yeah. And back then
1: we're talking a billionaire family
0: and this is in the sixties.
1: Yes.
0: So, I mean, that would have,
1: I mean, like this is what I'm saying. Knowing what you know about how the system works, you would likely weigh like if I don't accept this money and I keep these charges, um, um, He may get a couple months in jail and then he's out anyway.
0: And I'm going to say this. If that guy had a semblance of competence in him, he would have gotten away.
1: 100%.
0: If he'd had any competence. Yeah. Any at all, he'd have gotten away.
1: And then I would also argue that his dad and grandpa knew what would happen if he got back to Japan. That they would at least, at a minimum, change the trajectory of the amount of time he spent in prison just based on that lag of information.
0: another question is, do you think that they brought him back there thinking he would get away with it? Or do you think they brought him back there thinking that if they could get Japan to try him, one, it wouldn't be as horrible maybe, but they would still have some more control? I don't know. But... I mean I've got to be honest if it was my kid I I don't know of course I don't have any money I mean if 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 I can get him off for a roll of nickels give me a couple of weeks but
1: Yeah I don't know
0: that's tough That is tough Yeah and and I mean we see it on the TV all the time wealthy kids are shit bricks Money talks you get you get three generations of wealth and then you know i mean you see it on the news right now you got hunter biden he's a clown
1: he's an upstanding citizen
0: he's you know and that's not even a political notion he's just a clown yeah you know and that's i mean he grew up probably you know financially wanting for nothing
1: Sure. Sure. Big money. That family's big money. Yeah. So that's tonight's show. Issei oh. Sagawa. King says, first rule, don't kill if you're afraid of blood. Like, honestly. Seriously, yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah. Um, You just flat out passed out.
0: That is the dang funniest part. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, it's it's a tragic story of, it is. of someone getting away with something I feel bad completely for heinous. And um it makes me want to explore
0: Eating people? more
1: no <laughs> more about the psychology or psychopathy that leads into these types of things. And I do wonder if his brother was being legitimate in his claims that he was a way worse cannibal than Isay. Or if he was just like hanging on to the tells, you know? He might
0: be, maybe, yeah. Or maybe the family ended up losing all their money and prestige because of this.
1: Because of the Kobe case. It's hard to say.
0: Yeah. I mean, honor is a huge thing. I've been studying into Asian culture lately. But honor is... Yeah, a huge thing. Where over here it's more meritocracy, over there it's more honor driven. Yeah, and if that dishonored the family, I mean, the dad might have got kicked out of the job. Next thing you know, grandpa's not a editor or whatever anymore. And then, you know, they've got to upkeep their estates, and it could have run the whole family into the poorhouse.
1: Yeah. So that's tonight's story. Thanks for joining, guys.
0: King says, yeah, money money talks Mm -hmm. for some crazy. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'd sure like to have grown up rich and become a shit brick, though. Sounds pretty nice.
1: (laughs) We have character instead. No, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a great
0: week. Yeah, we'll see you next week.